Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, great to be back here with you after a day off yesterday for both of us. It's awesome to be back here with you today on the BetQL Network. Every game here is Game 7. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets, and we bring you the sports, and a lot to talk about. Again, our first like missed show of the season yesterday, both of us off. So we got a got a lot of catching up to do. We got a lot to do on the program today. A lot of bets and a lot of sports coming to you live today, as per usual, from the Odyssey app, from the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from four to six Eastern. We're on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, Twitch. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. And you can check us out and hear us on radio stations nationwide, including Satellite Radio, Sirius Channel 160, and XM Channel 205. As Ken and I, we bring you the wagertainment. We're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. We want you to download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com and do so on a W3. Three words that all start with the letter W. Wonderful football Wednesday, December 20th. I'm contractually obligated to tell you five days until Christmas, which is really great. December 20th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Our show is on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the Gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. He's on X, at Lockie Lockerson. We're still working on that TikTok, by the way. Maybe at some point after the holidays, we'll get rolling on at Nick Lock on TikTok. Looking forward to that coming up after uh, after the holidays. And on this wonderful Football Wednesday, we will do you, dear listener and dear viewer, the honor and privilege of bringing you six sensational guests. And how great are all these guests going to be getting you set to bet and win on the National Football League and for tonight's card in the NBA. Pro sports better Rob Pozzola. 
Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger, CBS Sports Will Brinson, Eric Eager from Sumer Sports, and Steve Berline returns to You Better You Bet from the NFL on CBS. So five phenomenal guests talking National Football League, week 16 on the show, talking award markets as well. We look forward to welcoming all five of those guests today over the course of the program. And then to start the Power Hour at 6 o'clock Eastern time, the great Matt Moore from the Buckets podcast and the Action Network to give us his thoughts on the NBA. I'm sure we'll talk some John Morant coming up with Matt. Look forward to that. Uh, and Matt's bets coming up tonight in the association. I think it's a pretty intriguing card. A couple bets stand out to me. We'll talk about them as we move along. So six great guests on the program today. Plus... Since Ken and I were off yesterday, we have to finish B-squared, B-squared for Week 16 in the NFL with the two teams that played in Monday Night Football's certified banger. We've got some really good primetime games yesterday and, like, unexpected great games with some of these teams here. Awesome game with the Seahawks and the Eagles, highlighted by the Drew Locke game-winning touchdown drive to JSN, who went over on that final touch, and no one was complaining about that. We absolutely loved it. So we will get into the Seahawks, and we think it's going to be Geno Smith back under center, the Seahawks at the Titans, and probably Ryan Tannehill back in the lineup. Seahawks at Titans, and we will talk about, oh, oh man, the Christmas game. Oh, Giants fans, Merry Christmas. Here's a shellac incoming from from the Eagles who just got called out by their franchise quarterback. Eagles and Giants on Christmas Day. So P-squared, B-squared, Seattle and Tennessee and the Eagles and the G-men. Also, it moved. We got a lot of news in the National Football League. We got quarterback news. We got uh, impact skill position player news. And obviously that news impacts the betting markets for these games in Week 16. We'll talk about all of them, including the Texans and the Browns, with C.J. Stroud unlikely to play again for Houston with his concussion. We'll get to all the injury news and how it's impacted all the point spreads coming up in Week 16. And Power Hour, final hour, all our bets for tonight. Tyler Morales, a little birdie, told me. It wasn't a birdie. It was Tyler himself. He typed it in the chat before the show started. Tyler 2-0 in college hoops on the show yesterday. So Tyler got to roll the ball out there again. Give us some college basketball bets. We don't have a huge slate tonight in the NHL, but we'll give you our thoughts on all the games. Bets of steel. And then a pretty big slate in the NBA. I can't wait to go through the NBA with my friend Ken Barkley. We'll talk about it. We'll bet it. uh, And we'll do so with you, dear listener and dear viewer. We are locked and loaded here. Wonderful Football Wednesday after the most terrific of all terrific Football Tuesdays because we didn't work. Ken Barkley, how's it going? Good. Uh, Yeah, would would love to talk about the John Morant game from last night, which I like watched all of and we, we do some other NBA or whatever you saw last night too. But, but uh, how was the off day before we kind of get into all the sports stuff? It was, it was awesome. Uh, my wife and I had a bunch of, uh, for our, for our daughter and like, look, like I, I hope that everything like obviously goes without saying everything goes well. Of course. I even like, like, yeah, but like whatever for God, God willing, just like, so these appointments were all good. Just hope that this continues on now until the, until the baby is born. But I had a number of appointments had like the, the cardiogram, which is like, they're like checking the baby's heart and you kind of sit there. Sure. I'll tell you, man, I I'm experiencing just like as a human right now. And yesterday was the first day. So that was like my day off yesterday was basically all these doctor's appointments the entire day and then come home and like, and just unwind, watch some sports, whatever, go to sleep early. Like uh, as is customary on, on, on Tuesday nights. But, you know, yesterday was the first time that we were able to, because, you know, my wife is due in May, where we're now starting to be able to get, like, a decent profile shot of the baby. Like, you can kind of, like, make out some facial features. Now, right. she's not like really... human. Yeah, as yeah, opposed, as opposed yeah. to, there was, there was one picture where she literally looks like the Tyrannosaurus Rex's eye in Jurassic Park. Like, when the eye yeah. is, like, looking looking into the, into the van with the Objects kids in the, in the van. Mirror. Maybe closer than they appear, right? Yeah. 
Like, and sometimes I'm like, you see the spine and I'm like, oh, oh my God, like my, my, my baby's from Mars. Like what happens mm. here? But, uh, you know, my, she wasn't really cooperating. Like she wasn't facing the right way. She moves around a lot like her dad. So I really appreciate that as someone who's constantly moving. Sure. But, um, we are able to get a couple, yeah. a couple of uh, restless. I mean, look at like my wife hates it because yeah. we'll lay in bed and I'm moving constantly until I fall asleep. And, uh, that's sure. what, that's what my, that's what my daughter's doing at least right now. And, uh, Seeing like the, like the profile, getting like oh like the nose whatever, and of course like we're early in the process, kind of like, didn't like make it more real because obviously like it's it's been real from like from like the the one you found out right, but it feels like a little different, and I found myself really for like the first time since I found out my wife was pregnant, like I like couldn't really sleep last night, but in a good way, like thinking about like wow like this is. It's actually, it's really, like, I can't wait for, like, all this stuff. And, like, what kind of dad do I want to be? And, like, what am I going to be focusing sure. on? And, like, getting, like, and, and making sure I'm doing all the right things in life. Set her up for success. So, yeah, kind of like an existential day off for me yesterday. Uh, but you asked the question, there's, there's your loaded answer. Not just, like, sure. a normal, like, feet up on feet up on the couch, like, day off. It's kind of like, uh, I think right. I'll remember yesterday for a really long time. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, how was your day off? Well, let me tell you about life for a second. Like, Oh, okay. That's all right. That's uh, yeah. I, uh, nothing, nothing too existential over here. Like when Christmas shopping, we had like a, the whole family went out to dinner, which we never get to do on a weeknight, like a cool, like a very Christmas inspired place with like a ton of decorations, like a fancy Italian restaurant, which was great. So we, we do all that stuff that you handle, you handled like the life stuff and the personal stuff and then come home and uh get the kids to bed like a little later than normal because we were we were out and stuff and so settled into the you know i was watching nba every single night it's like one of my favorite things to watch if not my favorite thing and obviously knew the grizzlies pelicans were playing new job was returning and this is a topic that we have talked about offline a good amount that i have messaged a lot of people about in the last couple of weeks like preparing for the, for his return preparing his almighty return and uh king of kings and so he you know, like I knew that this, like he, we knew what the date was for a while. The job was going to come back, and I messaged people for a couple of weeks, just being like, "Hey, just so you know, like you're going to want to buy Grizzlies like really soon." Like this was a couple of weeks ago. We even like would kind of dip our you toe in on the show and talk about you it. Said, yeah. I was going to say, I think we did more than that. I'll give you credit here. It was right. more. I mean, look, we didn't do like a full segment on it, but I, you said it probably like somewhere in the range of like five to ten times over the course of the last like three I weeks. Did. I would say. And we talked about one market, I think, on the show, which was them to a realistic market for them to achieve this year. Got off to a terrible start. They were six and nineteen going into last night. Twenty-five game suspension, obviously, and uh, seemed to have like lost their ability to win anything except maybe to make the play-in tournament. And that's the market that we had talked about on the show that they were a long price to make the play-in. But I had messaged people for a while, and I was like, "Hey, just like keep following this." Like there's going to be a buy on the Grizzlies and it might be like aggressive. Like this might be really good. And I kind of prepared on the show today that I was going to do it. And he, I knew he was coming back last night, but I, I think to myself, ah, like don't really have to worry about this. It's the third. It's not the only second night of a back-to-back. -back. It's third and four nights on the road for Memphis, who if you haven't followed the team, as I mentioned, six and 19, I think was how they played up to this uh, game and just had lost five in a row all against like good Western conference teams. They look terrible in a bunch of the games. You're playing your second night of a back-to-back -back, third and four on the road. Like I, Michael Jordan could come back. The rest of the team is probably still dead. It doesn't really matter. And I was like, well, they're like seven point dogs. It'll be great. Like they'll lose. 
and we'll come on the show and I'll be like, this is the time to buy because there's all kinds of reasons that we can get into for why it's a really good idea. So I'm watching the game and like I've been buying for a little bit, a couple of weeks in a bunch of markets on the, on the Memphis Grizzlies. And honestly, like it was in too early, like the, the prices I got get, got worse before they got better and kept buying. And I'm watching the game last night and they're down like 15 in the third quarter. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like no problem. Like kind of thought they would lose this. They'll regroup, whatever. Like this game is not indicative of what's going to happen. And then they start to come back a little bit and they're, they're kind of like, and this is the story of the Pelican season is just impossible to hold these leads that they have late in games, blowing more double digit leads than almost any team in the league, I think. So it starts to get Islanders. closer and you can see this coming a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, it starts to get this coming. You, you can see this coming a little bit where Jaws like starts to play pretty well in the fourth. He's gassed, but he's playing awesome. And then obviously I think everybody kind of knows like has an incredible fourth quarter. They come all the way back and they have a possession in a tie game with about like 10 seconds left. They call timeout. And I'm texting people and I go like Grizzlies chance to win, like be like be betting, like have like you should be watching this right now. Like I text a few people and because like if he scores here, like cats out of the bag. Like, and it's not that there's no, there'll be, I think there will be other times to buy. I think today is a good time to buy, but like the best time was during that game. So I never thought, I thought they were going to lose. And I thought we could have this great topic on the show. I have my laptop open. I have my phone. I have a tablet all on different apps, all on different stuff with Grizzlies futures queued up because nobody takes NBA down during the games, which is really funny and funny. have all these different bets queued up. <laughs> it is. It is. Cause funny. it's just like, it it's just, just like great. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't care. Sure. Yeah. Um, so they, it just, and again, it's not like one game should matter, but it matter a lot in the market. Like doesn't, I just trying to predict what other people are going to do. So he revealed MC, Josh scores the game winner, like immediately mod by his teammates. It becomes a huge story overnight. All of the NBA insiders, like writing articles about it. Lots of like in-depth reporting about his return. He runs down the tunnel and says like, I kept the receipts, like just all this stuff. It become, I mean, it just completely explodes. So as he's going up to take the game winner, the set, like the ball kind of bounces off the back. And I'm like, I have like three mice ready to click basically all this stuff and buttons. And the, the ball goes like off the back rim. And then it starts to go in and I don't even like see it go in. Like, I just kind of like hear it and it's just like, click, 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 like just trying to get all this stuff in as fast as possible and make the play in was 750. Division was 110 to one. The win total was 33 and a half. And it's not that that game means they're going to be good. It's what it means to me is I've been wanting to buy this team for like two weeks and this was going to be my last chance to get these prices because I'm sure some people watch that and be like, yeah, whatever, they're, they're okay, but they're really far behind. I'm a huge buyer of the. If you think people are on the bandwagon last night, I'm driving it. Uh, I think this team has a chance to be electric in the final like six months of the season, uh, among the best in the league, if not one of the best teams in the league for a lot of reasons. And so, you know, like a lot of times we'll come on and I'll be a wet blanket off something that happened last night, Nick. You know, Pacers win the in season tournament. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to buy any of that stuff. Like, I'm good on all those guys. Um, you know, guy has a great game. Luca plays really well. I'm like, I don't really want him for MVP. Tatum, whatever. This is one where, no, like, it was a huge deal last night, and I was buying before and during and after, and I'm I'm as all in as I think a lot of people are right now. That at Absolutely, absolutely love it. And I loved kind of like the off-back rim before even waiting to see if it goes in, just starting, like, just clicking, clicking, but clicking, you, you clicking. You can't wait. I mean, you never, you never know, like you never know on this stuff. So like, it just, you know, got a lot of different accounts. We got a lot of different messages with just, you know, like the hand, the, the hand is on the red button. <laughs> just like it's Mr. President, you know, it's we're armed. So like, even fire, 
<laughs> even <laughs> from <laughs> even you may I mean, I'll do my best like Grand Moff Tarkin voice. You may fire sure. when ready, but he does like it's yeah, right like the no. W and the R when sure. ready. I don't know how he did that. The Grand Moff Tarkin. Shout out to him. Also, he gets blown up at the end of the movie. Um, I don't know if I just spoiled Star Wars: A New Hope. It came out in 1977. I don't, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you're good. I was able to, and I and I checked the prices before the show because I figured like we'll talk sure. about it, right? Some of these Grizzlies futures prices. So Memphis to win their division now is 35 to one. Uh, Imagine I bet that, it last night. <laughs> one shot off back rim, 110 to 35. I, uh, I didn't. Yeah, I bet I didn't get a hundred. I, I I bet a hundred to one. I bet Memphis to win the West at seventy to one. So it's again, it's not like yep. the bets have to just that even from like from Which last is a playoff night bet, to now. By the way, not even a regular season bet, a playoff bet. Like they have to make it and then be a playoff team. Which is that's why like the Clippers. Like, people, like I have a bunch of Clippers stuff, but I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. Yeah. But but like but you're just just like people be here, they'd be like, wow, like they're seventy to one to win the West and hundred to one to win the division. Well, yeah, because like they have to win the they, they, they could be the yeah. eight seed and get it and win the Western Conference. They have to win be the division attention. to win that bet. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that that's why, just in case people are like, whoa, 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 that doesn't make any sense. Uh, well, let, yeah, me, so. let me make Shout the big bull us. case on the other side. I'll give you a couple minutes on like, why, man, it sounds like Ken's really into the Grizzlies. Why the hell is that the case? We can definitely just, do that. Uh, just do us a favor, buddy. Not you. Ja. Stay away from the guns and the Instagram. Yeah, please. Line. We'll talk Grizzlies on the other side and P-squared, B-squared wrapped up for week 16. Good to be back. With a chance to win it in his return. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. We were having this conversation off-air, hashtag off-air. Just my opinion, I think Brian Anderson, in my own personal basketball play-by-play power rankings, which again are just my own personal rankings, like people can disagree, totally subjective. Also, I'm right, but that's okay. It's also totally subjective. Uh, I think that, I think you still have to rank Mike Breen number one. Uh, also, he's a Fordham guy, and so am I. So Mike Breen ha- has the number one spot. I think Brian Anderson is now my number two. And then Harlan and Ian may be tied for three. But we're talking, it might actually be like 1A, 1B, and then like 1C. I mean, it's the golden age, all, too. I mean, the it, idea that you're insane. ranking all of them. It's just the it's golden insane. age. I mean, it's the best. Yeah, it's the absolute best. I totally agree with you. Uh, and like, I, I know a lot of people like don't like Mark Jones that much. I even think Mark Jones is really good when he just like does like, play oh, he's play great. He's, he's I, I, yeah. I love watching him do the Kings games too. I love that he does the Kings games sometimes like late, late night, just throw that game on instead. He's, he's very good. I mean, you can say what you want about like, you know, his presentation and you would prefer others. Like I, I'm, I'm good. Mark Jones calling the game. I'm good. So he, I mean, honestly, you chuckle a couple times because sometimes it is a little theater of the absurd, but that's great. Like, it actually adds something to the telecast, honestly. <laughs> if, okay, now I, if I, you could do like a, misma- a mishmash of a play-by-play crew, right? Get a play-by-play okay. guy from one sport and a color analyst from another. Like, what would, what would the funniest pairing be? How about this one? Mark Jones and Jason Garrett. I thought you were going to do Mark Jones and like Romo. <laughs> well, that, that would be that. Oh, Mark, I'm right. not sure. Yeah. Not sure oh, Mark, I'm not sure. <laughs> Tony, put him on a flight like an IG bottle. Uh, so, so, like Jason Garrett and Mark Jones. Yeah. Because sure. Mark Jones would make, like, Mark Jones would make a reference about, like, I, I'm yeah. not even, like, cool enough to know, like, who would even be no. referenced. And, and Garrett would be like, oh, man, I love his entire catalog. 
<laughs> was just jamming out to him on the way here on my Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> what was his line about Ice Spice on Saturday Night Live? He's like, can't oh, wait to watch yeah. Ice Spice tonight on yeah, SNL. Yeah. It's like, what? Yep. Like, listen, yeah. man. You don't have to okay, pretend. Okay, buddy. <laughs> it's like it's, it's good it's game, buddy. Yeah. It's, it's, to, it's totally okay that you're not going to do that. It's all right. Yeah, totally okay. all right. Uh, we'll get to all the line movement coming up for Week 16 in the National Football League as we move along, including, well, what a surprise. We told you on Monday that this would happen. Taylor Heineke back starting for the Atlanta Falcons, the line movement with the Falcons and the Colts, and the rest of the injury news. Jamar Chase unlikely to play for Cincy and how it impacts the point spreads in the games coming up this weekend. Great guests starting next hour on the show. We'll begin with pro sports better Rob Bazzola in about 40 minutes. And we'll get to P squared, B squared for the Seahawks at the Titans and the Eagles hosting the Giants on Christmas Day in a moment. But first, uh, we played the jaw highlight coming back from break. We spent a lot of the first segment talking about John Morant's return to the Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, last night after the game, I know that Ken and I, I think Tyler did also, we put on our blue suede shoes. And we didn't board the plane, but we clicked the buttons. Put on yeah. our blue suede shoes oh, I've been, and I've been match on the, the keyboard. For, <laughs> I've been on the flight since Thanksgiving. Yeah, just been waiting. <laughs> waiting for the announcement. Waiting for the touchdown. Yeah. And at the end of the yeah. season, hopefully it's touchdown in the land of the money green. <laughs> and hopefully it'll be sunny out at that point. Um, but Ken, you yeah. wanted to make the bull case here on John yeah. Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. I uh, I just, you know, I, I think people who listen to the show all the time know that I, I basically am I'm basically never one to overreact to something that happened the night before. So I, when I tell you I, I love buying basically the Grizzlies in every market that exists right now, all of them with maybe one exception, which would be like to win the title. Uh, they don't strike me as like a particularly likely champion, but they strike me as a particularly likely everything else. So when I tell you, I like them just understand that like, this has been brewing for a while. Like this is not a, this is in some ways has nothing to do with what happened last night. I would have liked them whether they won the game or not. It just so happens that we're doing that. We were off yesterday and we're doing the show today and they played last night and he hit a game winner and everybody's buzzing about it. So like it is going to feel prisoner of the moment, but that's okay. Um, I, uh, I've been, I've been thinking, you know, not thinking, I've been actively trying to figure out how to buy this team for a while, just because like, I, and you know, people who follow the NBA know this, this is not a secret. Like ultimately the success of your team will almost entirely be due to how good your star player is and how many games he plays and at what level he plays. And yeah, like you got to surround him with stuff and the coach has to be good and whatever, but like, how good is your star player? How often does he play? How great is he? And the Grizzlies have a really good one and they haven't had him for 25 games so I kind of don't care at all what the performance has been up to the season from a rating standpoint. Uh, of course, you have to care about the record, and we'll talk about some of the markets and how far back they are, and it's totally reasonable to not be in on any of this stuff. It's a tough case to make. The standings are what they are. They can be as great as they want. They're still pretty far behind in a lot of these things. Um, but I do think like the key to me is, okay, like when they're at their best, what are they? When Memphis is at their best, and Minnesota's at their best, and Oklahoma City's at their best, and Denver's at their best, and the Lakers are at their best, and the Clippers are at their best. Aside from Denver, I'll take this team, like, over the balance of the season, over basically, like, everybody in, like, a single-game situation. I'll take them over Denver in a regular season, because this team's deep as hell. They're going to care a lot about playing in the games. They're going to care a lot about winning a lot of the games. So just, like, from a rating standpoint, I, I can't have Memphis much higher. I think that's what their potential is. Keep in mind, and we, this gets obscured by 
the very obvious John Morant suspension and the guns on Instagram stuff and all this stuff. It obscures the fact that two years ago, this team won 56 regular season games two years ago with this core. They won three. And you could be like, well, Steven Adams is out. If you think like that's the thing that separates this from happening again, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, I totally disagree with you. Steven Adams is a great player. Like, that's not what this is to me. So, and Nick writes something in our chat. There's a couple other injury things that go along with this handicap. So they won 56 games a couple of years ago. Uh, that was with a core of very young players, Morant, Jaron, Desmond Bain, who will now be, this should be, if you believe in player career arcs and when players start playing their best, this should be the best year of John Morant's career. This should be the best year of Jaron Jackson Jr.'s career. This should be the best year of Desmond Bain's career. Next year will be better than this year in that way. This is how player career arcs typically work. So, okay, team won 56 a couple of years ago. I'm getting an improved version. There's no, I mean, you watched Jaron Jackson the last couple of weeks. There's no way he's not better than two years ago. There's absolutely no way. Like, this is the best version of a team that won 56 games. The coach is one of the best coaches. They have a legit home court advantage. Their best player is, a, their best player, by the way, John Morant's best season is still better than Jason Tatum's best season. Oh, by the way, statistically, like, go look that up. So it's like, that's where we're at with this team. So it's like, yeah, you're going to be like, whoa, like nine games back in the day. Yeah, they're nine back with 56 to play. They're like six back of the 10 with 56 to, you know, really? This team on this pace? I think they have a chance to win 80%, 70% of their games the entire rest of the season. There's no question about it. Uh, they will get Marcus Smart likely back tomorrow. If not Saturday, they're sort of in between on when he's going to come back. They play Indiana tomorrow. Indiana's on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Play Atlanta on Saturday. Uh, Brandon Clark tore his Achilles in March. He started getting shots up. I think there's a really good chance maybe all-star break for him. And this team, if they do have a weakness, they desperately need a big. Like Bismack Biombo plays big minutes for this team. And it's because Steven Adams is out and Brandon Clark's out. And they don't have a lot of guys. But like, okay, great. Like they do have a weakness. They have a flaw. I'll acknowledge that. I, they've also found insane depth. This is one of the smartest coaching staffs. This is one of the smartest front offices. Like, how do you not want to buy this team? Like, they're the best. They're the best. Like regular season? They're, they're just as good as it gets, honestly. Super deep, great star, aside from the off-court stuff, admittedly. Um, I, I don't know why you wouldn't want to buy it. Like, this isn't – look, you can go nuts about the Pacers and Halliburton. Great. They're dead last in defense. They give up 160 to everybody. This is why we bet them in zero. How's Halliburton most improved going? Yeah, those bets aging really well for everybody. Carlisle, coach of the year. It's all going really well. Like, we don't have to buy everybody who's good. You, I think you want to buy – I still think you want to buy this. I, just, I mean, I just – Still, the price I see four to one play in, eight to one playoffs. Which is the best think, one? Do you think out of all those futures bets, which do you think is the best one? The, the best price? I, I bought, I bought them all, one. and I think that, I think they're all the best. And it's just how much risk do you want to take? They're going to make the play in tournament more than they're going to do everything else. So everyone's going to pick that one. But like that's just because it's going to happen more often. When the other things happen, they pay way better. So it's just like everyone's going to pick the play in one because it's like it's the easiest case to make and it's the shortest price. But yeah, like I bet 110 division. The leader for the division is the Mavericks, uh, whose second best player got landed, on, got his foot landed on by someone else, basically has no timetable for, for return and is extremely susceptible to long periods of time away from the teams that he plays for. And then there's Luca, and then there's like a cast of kind of misfit characters, a couple of whom are injured right now. And Luca's killing it. And that's great. They are incredibly flawed versus like Boston or Minnesota or Milwaukee or some of these other division favorites. The second place team is the team Memphis beat last night. Who is literally known for, above all else, inconsistency. I think the Pelicans are ever winning 50 games in an NBA season. Are you kidding? 
They're probably going to fire the coach. They should probably trade McCollum or somebody else. Like that's, that's like a 46, 44 win team where you go, man, I really thought they'd be better than that. And then here's like, this is the part that really makes the division place crazy to me. At least you have MGM up right now, just for the, the division prices. Sorry. I, I think it's, uh, I'll, I'll get it. I think it's 35, but I'll, I'll, I'll get it now. I, yeah. I, I wanted Houston. That's what I was curious oh, about. I like forget, five. Yeah, I give think me a second. something like that. I'll have it for you in a second. Yeah. So, like, the, the crazy thing to me is comparing the Rockets and the Grizzlies. 425, Houston. And what's Memphis right now? Memphis is, uh, let's see. Memphis is like 30, 30. So, Mavericks minus 125. New Orleans, 2. Houston plus 425. The Grizzlies at 35. And the Spurs, a 5 with, like, uh, 700 zeros after it. Right. <laughs> as many zeros as Wembenyama's wingspan. Uh I, here's the thing, because you're going to look and be like, well, Houston's ahead in the standings. Okay, cool. Uh, what is the most amount of games Houston can possibly win this year, the way they're constructed? Uh, like 44, maybe something like that. That's like I was going to say, say, say 41, yeah. like go oh, 500. Yeah, they're like, a re- they're like a fun, extremely young, flawed 500 team. It's like the Pacers. Actually, the Pacers are kind of like the same thing. The Pacers are like a little further along on the track, but like you get the idea. Fun teams, super flawed too young to like win a ton of regular season games. Great. Like the market is not how often will Houston finish with a better record than Memphis. The market is to win the division, which means to have a big record. Like the Grizzlies are going to be favored in almost every game they play the rest of the year. If they start catching fire, their rating has an opportunity to skyrocket versus some of these other teams. Like I just, again, I'm, I'm going to start repeating myself. So I'll just stop. And again, jo- they could play the Pacers tomorrow. Ja could step on an ankle wrong or go on Instagram live after the game and it's all over. Like the bets, the bets don't win. I just, I think the probability, like I, I don't know why, like even in the win total market, they got bet up like a win and it's not that last night should be the catalyst for it. Like with him back, the win total market implies they have to win like a little less than half their games the rest of the year. They won 56 two years, half their games based on what? Like, we haven't even seen the team yet. Smart comes back in a couple of days. Like, it's ridiculous. So I don't, it makes, I can be wrong. A couple of days from now, I'd be like, wow, that was really stupid. And yep, jaws out for the season. I don't know. They're a huge, they're just a buy for me all over the place. And you bet, you bet West, right? That's another thing that you bet. I did. Here's the other funny thing. I don't think that's crazy. Well, no, I don't think I, it's crazy I, at all. Just, just get in, basically. Yeah. And then, like, and then, you know, the, I'm assuming they get I'd in, they'll probably six. be on some type of role. Well, for sure. <laughs> yes. Prefer to not be in the play-in. Yeah. But I just, we've, it's like, okay, cool. We've watched 25 games. Minnesota's awesome. Uh, I have their coach to win coach of the year for billions of dollars. I hope he wins, honestly. Um, they're a very likely one seed. They're going to be the best defensive team. They probably have the defensive player of the year. Really, like, in a playoff series, and again, it's hard to answer this question now because you haven't seen Memphis fully formed yet. You haven't seen it. Like, Clark's not going to come back for a while. Like, you're not going to see it for a little bit. I'm just telling you, like, first-round series, not no, not, like, ignore home court just for this just for this question just for a second. Like, Minnesota-Memphis on a neutral with Memphis fully formed? Like, really? We're Minnesota big favorite? No shot. Oh, yeah. They played yeah, a know pretty what, entertaining series. You know who I love series. to make a big favorite? Right. Well, it's a couple years ago when before Gobert. A couple Bear years ago, there. before like, Gobert. Yeah. But that was a great seven-game series. I mean, oh, all those it was games awesome. were all it was a 2-7. Super, but, that's the year they won and, 56. And they were all like, and every game was like, in like uh, it was like 141 to like 138. Those were right. great games. And it just, uh, yeah, you know who I love betting on in a playoff series? Rudy Gobert. Can't wait. Really? 
you're all you're kidding yourselves. Honestly, I think you're all nuts. Uh, if you get Memphis in, look, I think Denver's going to win the West. I still think they'll figure it out. I don't really care how many games they win. I'll always pick them over everybody else. I mean, the amount of like equity and leeway you give yourself against every other team. You can wait for Phoenix to try to figure it out, but they've been play- Lakers have been playing with a full roster forever. What are they two over? Good work. Like how, Phoenix, how many is Memphis? How do you lose? I don't know. Portland. We haven't seen it. How do the yeah. Suns lose to the Blazers, man? I know Beal's not I there, just, but I mean, how do you, like, how does that happen? How do you, and Aiton kind of like punked them. Like, that's terrible. Yeah, it's, 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 it's true. It's, it's absolutely correct. Uh, I just, I think we forget that two years ago, we, we all started hating this team. And like, for good reason, like Dylan Brooks was on the team. Like we just, they were not likable to a certain degree after a certain point. We all really liked them and then we all really hated them. And I totally get it. But like, they were on a really upward trajectory and they were really young. And like now this year, it's like a ba- way better version of their best three players. Probably we have to see Ja play a lot to know that, but like it, it almost has to be. And like, we're going to, you're going to not think they can make it. Like, it's just nuts to me. So anyway, and, uh, I bought and, a lot, whatever. And like, and like Jaron's unbelievable. Like, I don't even think yeah. it even does it just to say he's better now than he was. He's 50 times better, and he was Defensive Player of the Year. All right, on the other side, maybe a little more NBA and uh, P-squared, B-squared. A couple more games this weekend in the NFL. Lock. End zone. It is caught. Touchdown, Seattle. Now the Smith and Jigba has put the Seahawks on top. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Hey, better late than never for JSN. Getting it done for us on Monday Night Football, the touchdown at the very end. Actually reached the point where the Seahawks, so I bet the Jackson Smith and Jigbo over receiving yards prop. And it gets through, they're at the 29-yard line, and I'm actually like thinking before the pass is thrown, before the play is called or whatever, before Locke takes the snap, like I basically need like JSN to score but before they move the ball any further if I'm going to win if I'm gonna win this, this over right now. And uh, Godspeed, God bless. Uh, JSN catches the touchdown. Drew Locke with an epic post-game interview with Lisa Salters from ESPN. And the Seahawks come back to knock off the Eagles. And it's like, what the hell's going on with Philadelphia right now, man? Jalen Hurts after the game questioning his teammates' commitments. It's actually a thing that happened. And uh, here come Tommy DeVito and the Giants rolling it down on Christmas Day. Wonder how that one's going to go. Uh, 20 minutes from now, we'll start to welcome in great guests to the program. Pro sports better Rob Bazzola. Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger and Will Brinson from CBS Sports will join us next hour here on You Better You Bet when we'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium. All of our bets for tonight coming up in the Power Hour, the final hour of the show, NBA, NHL, and college hoops. But uh, right now, we got to hit the, right now, we'll hit the other two games in uh, Week 16 that we didn't talk about on Monday, you know, because there was Monday Night Football. Uh, Jake, bring the music up here, and that'll be the Eagles and the Giants on Christmas Day. But first, let's go to Sunday where we think it'll be Geno Smith back in action. I mean, he's active in the game on Monday. You would think that he'll now start on Sunday with his groin injury, right? Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks visiting what we think will be Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans, although it's possible that Will Levis could play. So Levis, high ankle sprain. Remember that nasty injury he suffered towards the end of Sunday's loss to the Houston Texans? High ankle sprain for Will Levis. That was the same injury Trevor Lawrence suffered in the Monday Night loss to Jacksonville, uh, to Cincinnati, rather, and Lawrence played on the injury the following week against the Cleveland Browns. So the Wednesday practice reports have come out. 
Will Levis did not practice today for the Tennessee Titans. I think it's probably a little bit more than 50% that Ryan Tannehill will start for Tennessee. It will not be Malik Willis. Mike Vrabel confirming that. It's either Tannehill or Levis. And we think Seattle will get Geno Smith back. So, Ken, the side and total in the market right now, Seattle in between a two-and-a-half and a, a three-point, two-and-a-half and three-point road favorite at Tennessee. The total sitting at 41-and-a-half. Uh, I... I, I think I got a banger bet in this game. Curious what you think. Okay. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Seahawks and Titans. I love, love how you gave like four minutes of injuries. Like, oh, is that all? Just uh, both starting quarterbacks and like a myriad of other injuries in the in the game. I mean, the most interesting thing about this game and the Eagles-Giants game, which I don't know if we have to spend like a ton of time on, but like it's we could talk about it like we talk about every other game, is just that for both teams that played Monday night, that was the end of an incredibly brutal schedule stretch against a lot of really, really, really good teams. Neither Seattle nor Philadelphia has played even an average team in like two months. Like in like, I mean, it's like an incredibly long time. So you sort of, I think there's like some mystery about like how Seattle fits with a bad team or how the Eagles fit with a bad team. Honestly, last time the Eagles played a bad team was Washington. That was like Halloween. I mean, it was like, it's so long ago. So just like how, and to be fair, almost lost twice. Um, and so I think there is like some mystery about like how, how do the Seahawks typically play when they're more talented than the team they play against? We have some data points on that from earlier in the year, if they're worth anything. Um, and the returns were not great. Uh, some of the margins of victory were okay. They would frequently let teams hang around. Uh, they wouldn't outgain them by very much. There wasn't really like a put their, put your boot on the throat, uh, kind of performance in really like any of the games that they played, uh, against teams that they were more talented than this is a team that they're more talented than. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with the number, like whatever, two and a half, three, I think that makes sense. Um, I'm kind of more curious where it goes. And I, I don't think, I don't think I will have a bet on the game. Uh, my best guess is the number was going to go up and close three. That would be my best guess. Like Tannehill plays, Geno plays, three, three, like juice three, maybe something like that. I don't know what I would bet in that situation, but uh, I don't, it's, I think it's tough to be confident in a lot in this game because the Seahawks haven't played a team like this in a really, really, really long time. So the idea that it's like, well, I know they're going to do this. Be like, I don't think we have a clue what they're going to be like in, a, in an environment like this. My guess would be that off a terrible slump, they continue arcing upward for a few more weeks. Well-coached team, high win total. That would be my expectation. Um, but I don't think that's enough for me to place a bet. I yeah, I think I think Ken that Seattle is going to win the game. If I had to bet it, I would take or I had to pick. I would pick Seattle to win. Um, right. Also, like, Tennessee season, like, officially ended on Sunday, like, eliminated from postseason attention. You had Derrick Henry after the game. Basically all but, like, look, like, he's not going to be back in Tennessee next year. Like, he'll, I'm not saying his career's over. He'll definitely go somewhere else. Like, he definitely can still play. His career's Titans done. And, like, just, like, we watched the end of the game. Fairbairn drills that, like, 54-yarder at the end of overtime. And Vrabel's got that look on his face like, damn, man, again? We lost, ag we lost again? Um... But he's such a good coach where maybe if the Titans had a worse, let's say if Robert Sala was their coach, I'd feel like Seattle would just roll in there and win this game by double digits. But Vrabel's such a good coach that I feel like if that we're going to hang out in this range, Ken, like two and two and a half range, I think it's like tease Tennessee. And I feel like with Tannehill back especially looking to prove a point, I feel like Tennessee could at least keep the game close. Maybe not win, but uh, or cover like the the game, the the whatever the closing number is, but at least keep the game, like, not lose by margin. Um, my preferred bet in this game, uh, I, I love the over. 
I love the over here. Um, we've seen Tennessee's defense be a big-time pass funnel this season. Uh, now Geno's going to be back with all of the offensive weapons healthy. Look at how well Kenneth Walker played. And we'll see about Jeffrey Simmons and his availability for this game. JSN's really starting to come on. Metcalf's awesome. Lockett's still really good. Geno's going to be back in the saddle and fully healthy. I think Seattle's going to be able to score in this game. And on the flip side, like, I, I get it. Like, Philadelphia only scored 17 points in the game. To me, like, there's some, something's up with Philly right now. Something's this Seattle defense is not great. It's nothing to write home about. So Tannehill back for Tennessee. So I don't think you lose a lot going from Levis to Tannehill. And maybe Levis plays. I'd actually rather Tannehill play for this bet. You got Derrick Henry, who has basically said his career's over in Tennessee. I think you're not I don't think he's gonna get benched. I think you're going to see a lot more Tyshea Spears, especially in the passing game. He's more explosive right now than Henry. There's no question about it. Also, we are finally now seeing Ken. I know we've been waiting all season for this, basically, and I've been talking about it a lot in the Prop King segments when we've had the opportunity to. Uh, Traylon Burks is like is back and like played really well last week. Three for 62. And I actually think now for the final couple games of the year, we're going to have the Titans with two legitimate options at the receiving position, Hopkins and Burks, catching passes against the bad Seahawks secondary. Uh, I like the over a lot in this game. I'm going to play over 41 and a half. Okay, cool. Uh, not Don't really have a strong opinion on the total. Um, could definitely see it playing out that way. Yeah, I'd be curious what like Levis to Tannehill is like. Uh, I don't think it has to go well. I would pass the te- I'll probably pass the teaser leg just because like my best guess about the game. So if I think like Seattle is about to enter a period of time where they play well to close like Detroit, I would kind of view those two teams the same way after like a prolonged period of not playing very well. Buffalo is kind of in theirs right now. They might be done with theirs soon. Um, if I think Seattle's on the way up, then I do have to think there's a chance like in a non-conference game against a team with nothing that they can win by 10 or 13 or 14 or something like that if they're on the way up, which I kind of think they are. Um, so I, I probably I probably would not tease. My conundrum here is like, do I want to just bet two and a half with Seattle thinking it's likely to go up and I kind of like them in the game anyway. Um, Carol in these situations has been fine. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, like Monday, cross-country travel, like all this stuff, the hashtag body clock. And he's been like the best coach in the league in these kind of situations. It's been like a non-factor uh, forever. So don't really, that definitely wouldn't dissuade me. Um, yeah, it would be lay Seattle two and a half for nothing. Um, I like your thought on the total. I don't know if I'll bet it, but it certainly makes sense. Okay, you better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a wonderful football Wednesday. Talking week 16 in the NFL. Just went over the Seahawks and the Titans. Let's spend a little bit of time here, Ken, on the, uh, I don't know how much time we'll need. Uh, the Giants and the Eagles uh, coming up on Monday on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas, Giants fans. Like a lot of a lot of family and friends of mine who are going to be really tilted probably on Monday. Well, I'm going to have my feet up not caring about it at all. This is where, where I'm at today. The hashtag, this is 40. Philly, Ken, a 12-point home favorite. Total in the game is 42. Philly coming off the loss, obviously, on Monday night to Seattle. And the Giants coming off a really, like, dreadful performance on the road in New Orleans against the Saints. Uh, pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Eagles and G-Men. I don't think I'll have a bet on the game. Um, I would just tell people to like kind of be even the way that you teed that up. And like, I, I agree with you to some extent, like, oh, like the spot seems really good. The Eagles play this incredibly difficult schedule stretch and they they come home and they get a team that they're much better than. And the point spreads big. It's like, well, they're and Jalen Hurts says what he said after the game. And your your first thought is just like, oh, they're just going to run up the score. I mean, like, how can the Giants be competitive? We also have 
all of the previous meetings between that regime and this regime from last year, which were disasters to a certain extent. The playoff game was a disaster. So it could be that the Giants are just kind of one of those teams when they step up in class, it goes really, really, really bad. And this could be one of those. But to me, like this point spread just implies that. Like there's been nothing about the Eagles performance, even against bad teams earlier in the year, that makes me think like really want to lay 12 I don't want to take 12. Like, this is not a case for the Giants. Just like, I think a lot of people are going to be like, doesn't matter what the number is. Like, Eagles in a really good spot. And I'm just not one of them. I just think it's like, cool. Like, they they should be favored by about this amount. Um, Maybe they cover, maybe they don't. I certainly expect them to play better um, because they played really poorly for three straight games now. But uh, short of that, like, I I think this is just like a a number that I I just kind of agree with, honestly. I think I'm... I definitely made it out. And look, like I'm a Giants fan and I'm jaded with my team right now. I don't know that right. I want to lay 12 with Philadelphia. I about this? I would never bet the Giants. So for me, it would be Philly or nothing. Um, I guess my question would be like, how are uh, how are the Giants going to score? Uh, I I kind of feel like this game's going under with the way the Eagles' offense is playing. The like, Giants' defense is still pretty good, and like I think Philly's going to win. And I would never bet the Giants to cover in the game. I think I think this is like I don't know like 20 to 7 Eagles somewhere in that range like I, I don't know how the Giants are going to score in this game I just don't know how like right. De- DeVito takes a ton of sacks the offensive line looked horrible last week against New Orleans I feel like this is like a pin their ears back like kind of get right game for the Eagles on defense at least even if the offense is kind of still scuffling a little bit yeah I mean you would hope it profiles similarly to Tampa week 3 25-11 uh, and that was before Tampa's offense like had the remotest idea of what it was doing. Rams 23-14. The Rams are more high power than that. They held the Jets to 20, but they lost, and that was like the stuff late. So like there's there's games you you can see previously where it'd be like maybe maybe it can be like that because the Giants just don't bring a lot to the table. Just like I don't know what Philly is right now. I don't know if we really have an idea against a bad team. Hour one done, hour the only thing they could use, Shane Steichen. Jonathan Gannon, hour one done, hour two for you on the other side. We'll start at Bets for Week 16 from Pro Sports Better, Rob Bazola. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 